Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Here to give us a Cleveland perspective on it, where he'll be playing his football for the next however many years. Uh, Guy who covers the Browns day in and day out for the Beacon Journal. Nate Orrick joins me here on CBS Sports Radio. Nate, you've been busy these last couple of days, huh? Just a little bit. Just a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, First things first. At the top. That's where I want to start because it has to start at the top. Although uh, Stefanski's going to have to coach him and Barry negotiated the deal. This was a deal that doesn't get done with the ultimate say-so of the managing general partner. How much do you think the owner had to dig deep to say, yeah, let's get this done and let's guarantee him this much money. Well, you know, I think Jimmy and D Haslam, uh, the owners, uh, were not only fully on board with this, they would have to be for it to happen. But I think that it's, it's probable that they were driving it to a certain degree. Um, they have been the owners since 2012, and with the exception of the 2020 season, it's been a lot of bad football. Um, you know, they were part of the 1-31 in 31 stretch uh, from 2016-2017. Uh, you know, they know the history of the Browns. Um, that franchise quarterback has been so elusive. You know, they obviously thought that they could get one number one overall in 2018 when they took Baker Mayfield. But obviously, they have come to the conclusion that Baker Mayfield's not going to take them to the Super Bowl and win Cleveland's first Super Bowl. He can be a playoff quarterback. He's proven that. Uh, but they did not think that this was a guy who's going to take him to the promised land. And they decided that they needed an upgrade there. And I really think that with this historic deal, the 230 million dollars fully guaranteed the largest guarantee on a single contract in nfl history i think that this was jimmy haslam making sure that he wasn't going to get outbid even after by the way the browns had been rejected by the john watson on thursday morning the browns had been informed that he was not going to wait there's no trade clause for them they wanted this franchise quarterback they meaning uh the owners first and foremost and they made sure that they got him obviously a huge, huge, huge asterisk next to his name with all the legal trouble and all the accusations that hang over his head. Understood on all fronts. I'm going to ask you a question that I know you don't know the answer to, but I'm going to ask you to speculate just the same. Uh, They're in the bidding. They have their meeting. They're informed that, yes, it won't be Cleveland where Deshaun will be heading. 
And then something happened, and before you know it, Cleveland's back in, and before you know it, he's being traded to Cleveland. We know that they upped their offer, specifically to him, not to the Texans, but they up, uh, upped their offer as to what they would do in realigning his contract. How much movement do you think was actually in there? I know Jimmy Haslam because I'm not going to come out and go, well, here's what we had, and here's what we had to up it to. You're going to do your research and try and get some sources going on this for the next umpteen months or years, however long it takes. But just give me some good uh, speculation, knowing what the Browns are like and the way they've done their business. How much do you think they had to come up off what was the offer that had them good enough to be eliminated from the competition? Well, what I think it really boiled down to was the guaranteed money. So there was a little nugget that came out of Carolina. Uh, and I think, I'm not sure about the timing of this. It may have been Friday morning it was reported. Um, but the bottom line is, after the Browns were informed that they were not in contention for Watson on Thursday morning, it was reported Thursday night that the Panthers received the same word. They were right. the next one eliminated, thereby narrowing the choice down to the Falcons and Saints, seemingly. Uh, but the report I'm speaking of was that the Panthers kind of lost their footing in the sweepstakes when they declined to guarantee like the third and fourth year on a new deal. I think that the Browns may have seen that as an opportunity. Like, hey, wait a second, we're willing to do that. And that may have given them a little bit of a window to come back at Watson's agent and say, hey, let's do an NBA Supermax type deal. This is going to be fully guaranteed. You know, the rest of the NFL isn't going to like it in terms of the general managers. The agents will love it. The general managers don't love it. We're going to do it. Now what do you think of us? I think that's kind of probably the way it went. So the Carolina Panthers opened their eyes. Interesting theory. I like it. That's why I asked the question to Nate Ulrich. I knew he'd have some kind of uh, speculatory answer for me, and it's a good one at that. I like it. Uh, But let's take it the next step. You mentioned that uh, there might be some people that are none too pleased with this. Uh, and I'm not even getting the Browns fans yet. I'm talking about all the other teams around the league. They've kind of reset the bar. I think Kirk Cousins was a forerunner who doesn't get enough credit for guaranteed money. Uh, but now that uh, Deshaun Watson has gotten it, you know that it's coming for everybody else. It's already kicked in for Matthew Stafford. Watch what uh, Russell Wilson gets as a guaranteed deal from the uh, Denver Broncos. This is going to be an industry-changing deal, is it not? Yeah, it is. I mean, $230 million, um, it, it, it's it's record-setting, um, and it shatters it. I mean, right now, <laughs> Deshaun Watson did not play last season. He's got 21 ongoing civil lawsuits, um, a likely league suspension, and yet the Browns committed this record-setting amount of guaranteed money. Aaron Rodgers and Josh Allen are next on that list with like $150 million guaranteed. And Aaron Rodgers obviously just signed his deal, staying with the Packers. Now, Aaron Rodgers is, in terms of the average annual salary that the agents and players take a lot of pride in, you know, who's the highest paid at whatever position, Aaron Rodgers is, is still a little over $50 million with his. But Deshaun Watson's second, $46 million, and he's ahead of Patrick Mahomes now. He's ahead of Josh Allen. I mean, it, it really is 
kind of mind-boggling the extent to which the Browns went to get this deal done and to make sure that they were chosen after they had been turned down, given all the other circumstances surrounding Deshaun Watson. We're talking to uh, Nate Oroch from the Beacon Journal here with us on CBS Sports Radio about the new-look Cleveland Browns with Deshaun Watson as their very highly paid quarterback. I had uh, one of your compatriots, uh, Daryl Ryder from 92.3 The Fan, on last night. I asked him this question. He works for the sports talk outlet in town, and that's where you can get a finger on the pulse of uh, Brownie Nation. Uh, I'll ask you from your responses via social media, what you have heard on the radio, what your friends are texting you or about Brown fans and the like. What is the split here between, uh, man, this is actually going to make us a Super Bowl contender to why are we bringing this type of person in to be the face of the franchise? I'm sure the opinions vary from one diametrically opposite end to the other. But if there is a middle ground where is more of the opinion falling? Which of the two sides? Well, that's really complicated. There's a lot of layers to it, obviously. I think that, you know, most of the Browns fans I talk to think that, you know, this is a multi, um, you know, million-dollar deal, a, a billion-dollar business, and, 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 you know, teams are going to, put their morals aside and do whatever they can to win at all costs. At the same time, I think the fans see this happening, uh, at least a lot of the ones I'm talking to, and are thinking, yeah, this guy's going to make the team instantly better when he's on the field. He is uh, you know, a top five to ten quarterback. But is it really going to feel right? Like, you know, if, if, he, if he gets the Browns to the first Super Bowl, if he wins it, um, is this going to be in the back of everybody's mind, the way that he got here? Um, because, you know, there have been other guys in sports, right? We know the other guys that had serious allegations of this nature against them. Ben Roethlisberger, Kobe Bryant. Those guys went on to, to win. They went on to um, be revered by fans. Um, but this feels a little bit different. Uh, and the fans I talk to, um, are, are quick to point out that the number of allegations is staggering. It's not, you know, one accusation. It's two dozen women. And I know that, you know, on March 11th, that grand jury in Texas declined to indict Deshaun Watson. Right. And that kicked off the sweepstakes. But there's still these allegations there. There's still these lawsuits. And another thing is, you know, when we're talking about some of these other cases, uh, you know, Ben Roethlisberger was, was with the Steelers. You know, Kobe Bryant was obviously with the Lakers. Right. The Browns went out and got this guy um, after they knew that these were the allegations. He wasn't their guy. He, they weren't standing by somebody. They went out and got somebody. And I think a, a lot of fans just feel a little uneasy about that. And I think that to a lesser degree – um, you know, there's a smaller, I, I would say a smaller faction of fans feel downright bad about it and, and are saying they won't even follow the Browns at all. Right. The one that I think, at least on one level, is similar is when Michael Vick came to the Eagles. 
because he had done what he had done. To me, he had done his time. He had done his crime and his time, including in prison and lost uh, tens of millions of dollars for it. Uh, But, yeah, the Eagles were buying into somebody else's problem child. Why are we doing this? And that's the same thing that they're looking at here in Cleveland, which makes it a difficult pill to swallow. All right, I want to turn your attention to the other starting quarterback on the Browns still today, and that would be Baker Mayfield, who uh, is certainly – going to be traded. I don't think there's any doubt of that. The question is how it's going to come about, how much your Baker's uh, feelings going to be taken into consideration, uh, what kind of compensation can the Browns get for Baker Mayfield. Uh, give me a timeline on this and uh, most likely scenarios for Mr. Mayfield getting out of town. Well, I think you're probably looking at um, you know, the Colts, the Seahawks, uh, the Panthers, the Saints is a, a kind of a, a list of logical landing spots. Um, you know, I don't think he's going to get to pick where he wants to go. You know, I think he would like to go to the Colts. I think he views that as a, a nice situation that you, you can get dropped in there and win. Um, but, you know, in terms of compensation, you know, like I said, he's proven he can be a playoff quarterback. He's also coming off a, a really rough year. Uh, he just did not play well, and he was hurt throughout. You know, mm-hmm. and he's coming off a January 19th surgery to his, to his non-throwing shoulder, and so that shouldn't really be a huge factor. But just the inconsistency throughout his career. You know, a nice rookie season in 2018, regression in 2019, a nice 2020 season. Really got on fire the second, the last half of that season. Helped the Browns get in the playoffs and win in Pittsburgh in a wild card game, and then just a dud of a. 2021 season, injury riddled, everything, broken relationship with the team, calling out Kevin Stefanski's play calling uh, twice publicly. Uh, so, you know, there's there's a lot to Baker Mayfield. He's a loose cannon. Um, you know, it served him well at times, that attitude, that cockiness, uh, that brashness. You know, that that's part of the reason why he went from a two-time walk-on to Heisman Trophy winner to the number one overall pick to a guy who, helped the Browns win their first playoff game or, you know, earn their first playoff win in 26 years. And, um, but you know, it can obviously wear on people and the Browns came disillusioned with them and the feeling was mutual. Uh, I think you're probably looking at, uh, you know, if they can get a third round pick, I don't, I don't think it would necessarily be higher than that. Um, you know, and maybe it's a day three pick, uh, or picks, but you know, what could help, is if a couple of teams are in on it, obviously, then then Andrew Barry as the GM of the Browns can can kind of use that uh, maybe to get a little bit more than he would otherwise. But I'm not expecting, you know, a huge compensation package. Fair enough. Um, you mentioned uh, Baker's brashness and cockiness, which I agree with you, probably contributed to some of the success that he's had as a you transfer, Heisman, number one pick in the draft, all those accolades, which he earned and deserved with his play, and his cockiness was probably part of it. But it has not played near as well as four years with the Browns for the new team that he's going to. I'm going to tell you right off the bat, I doubt they're going to want to do a contract extension. They've got him at a fair number, fifth-year opt-in this year. Um, if he goes out and plays like a star, well, then you've got to do what you've got to do, and you've got to try and re-sign him. But if he doesn't, you're that much easier moving on to your next quarterback after a year, Baker. How do you think he'll handle 
being just a quarterback. He's been the Heisman Trophy winner into the number one pick, into the guy who's going to save Cleveland, but now he has taken a big hit to his ego and psyche. Will his ego and psyche let him go in and have a big year singing for his supper wherever he happens to land? I wouldn't be surprised if it does. I really wouldn't. You know, uh, it's going to be a prove-it year for him. You're totally right. He's going to go in there. The fifth-year option's guaranteed, eight, eight, uh, $18.858 million. And it's going to be an audition for, for the team that, that trades for him or, you know, the other teams. You know, I guess it would be 30 other teams at that point. He wouldn't be auditioning for the Browns. And, um, well, certainly some other teams with, with the established elite quarterbacks he won't be auditioning for. But whatever it is, those whatever 20-some teams – um, yeah, I, I think that that, uh, actually, you know, if his shoulder is, is right, which by all accounts, it should be, I've heard he's ahead of schedule and should be thrown here. Um, you know, very soon, um, you know, the Browns had expected it to be in April. I, I heard that he might've actually, uh, worked his way into a position where he's a little bit ahead of that. So I think that, you know, he, uh, he has a chance to bounce back with somebody. And I just think that, you know, the Browns are right in their evaluation of him. Everything would have to be perfect for him to be that Super Bowl ca- uh, caliber quarterback. Um, you know, but I do think that he can, like, for instance, in Indy, go and succeed with a team that is pretty well set up with weapons and a good line, uh, you know, a good coach. You know what I, I think also wouldn't hurt Baker? Uh, playing at, at Lucas Oil, um, you know, obviously he was uh, subjected to some very difficult weather games here. You know, he's an undersized guy. He does have a strong arm, um, but I do think that you know he might be able to benefit from uh, you know playing indoors a little bit more. Um, and I just think a, a change of scenery is is, is definitely. Uh, something that's needed to give him a shot to resurrect his career, so he's definitely going to get it. And I'm thinking this week. I really, I don't think it's going to drag out. Let me ask you a question about uh, the Colts as a potential landing spot for Baker, because someone tweeted me this last night and reminded me I've, I'd completely forgotten, and it was a decent point, but I think he oversold it. Uh, the Colts' backup quarterback is Sam Ellinger, who is from the same hometown as Baker Mayfield. Of course, a longhorn as compared to a uh, Oklahoma star like uh, Baker was. And there was some pretty good trash talking between the two after Baker had been the number one pick and already established himself in the league as a rookie before Ellinger came along. Uh, it did go back and forth between the two. Uh, of course, Sam had the tragic uh, incident in his life last year with his brother uh, dying uh, as a Longhorn. And I did read that uh, Baker reached out and tried to uh, get a hold of Sam and say the entire town of Boston is behind him. Uh, they did go after each other pretty good prior to that. Is that any issue with Baker Mayfield going to uh, Indianapolis? Do the Colts even care what their backup quarterback thinks? I wouldn't think they'd care. Um and Baker, it's interesting. He has some, um, you know, rivalries or feuds where I think that, you know, he's never going to make up with, with somebody. Uh, and then there are others where he does bury the hatchet. I think that happened with Cliff Kingsbury. I I, I think they got to a place where they're okay. Um, but, you know, Hugh Jackson, no. That's certainly not the case. Uh, so the, two, just two coaching examples off the top of my head. Uh, 
but yeah, I did. I did, the first thing you were saying was yes. I know that they, there were insults. Uh, there were insults that were uh, leveled. Um, but yeah, that he did extend that olive branch. Um, you know, amid the tragedy. So I don't know if that would allow that to to be. Uh, you know, one of these instances in where uh, Baker would actually turn it around with someone. Uh, I have no idea, but I would not think that that would preclude the Colts from making the move if, if he's the guy that they would want. Nor do I. Um, all right, last couple things. Uh, when the quarterback dust settles and Baker is elsewhere, and they can't even wait because that might take a while because teams might want to wait till closer to the draft, so we'll see what the timeline unframes as. But the Browns did redo Amari Cooper's uh, deal to try and give themselves some more salary cap flexibility. It's They're taking a hit year one, but not a terrible one, and the upgrade from um, Watson to uh, from Baker to Watson. Uh, they've still got a couple of big free agents, one of which was a scheduled free agent, one of which was a release player in Jarvis Landry. Are the Browns going to jump back in to try and put pieces around uh, their new highly paid quarterback? Do they have the cap flexibility to do any of that? Yeah, yeah, they do, and I think that they will. Um, you know, one thing is, you know, they franchise tag David Njoku, okay, a tight end. Um, they like him. He's going to be the number one tight end. Uh, and Harrison Bryant's a fourth-round pick from a couple of years ago that they like it at the position, too. But I think they're definitely in the market for a tight end. You know, I could see that being a mid-round pick. You've seen a lot of good tight ends come in that range in the draft. Uh, but I could also see him looking for a veteran. And, you know, Austin Hooper is a disappointment. They signed him to a big contract a couple of years ago, uh, March 2020, and he just did not live up to it, and they, they cut him. Um, he was one of the veterans they cut last week. So I think that puts them in the market for a tight end, and, and they definitely aren't done at receiver. Uh, you know, they they need another uh, starting receiver. You know, they got a couple of young guys um, right now on the roster with Amari Cooper. It's Donovan Peoples Jones and Anthony Schwartz. But Schwartz is a third round pick last year, but he's definitely you know far from uh, you know a proven guy. He's a project, and and Peoples Jones is too. Uh, has been more productive uh, so far. But those guys aren't like guys that you would want to lean on heavily at this point in their career. So I think that they're more developmental guys still. Um, I really like Peoples-Jones and his upside, but I, I really think that they want a veteran. Now, Jarvis Landry was released, and, you know, he's a five-time Pro Bowler, another guy who, you know, like Baker, he was playing hurt um, and, and really uh, was never himself last year. And that's very rare because Jarvis, you know, he, he had played hurt before but never missed games due to injury until this past season. So he's beloved here. Uh, you know, he's a big part of, uh, you know, the Browns' turnaround along with Baker. And, you know, I, I've heard it is a possibility that he comes back. My thing with that, though, is any time, uh, you know, a player takes a pay cut, I just think, you know, each guy's different. But in general, I think it's hard for guys to come back to that team, uh, you know, into that locker room for less money. I, I, a lot of times, pride gets involved, and they, a lot of a lot of guys. I know I'm generalizing here, which I I don't typically want to do, but I I do think in a lot of cases, guys want to, you know, go somewhere else um, at, at a lower salary than come back. So I, I don't know about Jarvis. I heard it's a possibility, but I, I wouldn't say it's a slam dunk. But a veteran receiver is definitely on, on the list right now, along with tight end. 
And, you know, Jadavian Clowney on the other side of the ball, I know we were talking about weapons for, for Deshaun Watson, but Jadavian Clowney, uh, just, he resurrected his career last year, defensive end opposite Miles Garrett, and I know the Browns want to re-sign him. I know he liked it here, but he said, you know, hey, it's going to come down to the money, and, and I, he's definitely right player for the Browns, so we'll see if he's right price. Uh, he's still out there, and, and those are a couple of the big names, and Clowney and Landry, the Browns fans are looking at still. It'll come down to the money. That's exactly why uh, Deshaun Watson is a Cleveland Brown, and we'll <laughs> yeah. see if they can get some of their other players back. But, yes, it will come down to the dollars and cents. Nate, great stuff. Appreciate it. Uh, you gave us 20 solid minutes. Thank you. We will certainly be touching base again, but thanks for hopping on tonight. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.